0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, So I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. absolutely crystal clear delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood yes diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh no be safe out there
1: they're not just super they're not just special the
0: not just super, the not just special, they're the super specials.
2: Crocabanga. Crocabanga. And welcome to the Babysitters Club.
0: Super Club. I'm Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner. Tanner. Daniel. Daniel. Green Ring. And this is a podcast. Do slash... me a favor. Oh, ch- come on. When you edit this.
2: Do an echo sound effect under me saying my name that gets more and more echoey with each new
0: word. Okay, well, what do I get? Nothing. I get something. you just said,
2: my name is Dan Shepard. But I get something underneath it. Okay, we'll do a long fart sound.
0: Under no! What book are we reading? That's not... We have what to say what the podcast read? is. The podcast... Okay,
2: is, the podcast is a show about the Babysitter's Club. By and who? Now we're doing the Super special. Who's
0: it by? Me and you. Who's Jack the Babysitter's Club by? Ring. I don't know. Our Angel, the Lost Grandmother, the Backstage Babysitter, the Tender Shepherd, the Little Night Owl, the Ocean Princess. That's right, I am talking about the Laughing Mirror, the Space Mountain known as Snow Mommy. She is the Fast Fingered Swordman, the Condor in the Squall, Ghost Eyes, and the knife martin of frugal master great ear perfect hands <laughs> she does have a great ear and <laughs> perfect, perfect hands. hands yeah um this week we are going to be discussing a super special called aloha babysitters yes um i read it
2: i read it i loved it took a ton I- of notes how about you <laughs> I liked it.
0: It's all over the fucking place, man. It was a good book. This book is all over the place. tense. It was
2: engaging. It was pulse pounding.
0: It's not clear from a lit crit perspective uh-huh. what this book is about. Huh. Like, I there's, think I know what it's about. What's this? No, no, no. Let me ask you this. Because I feel like every Babysitter's Club novel, including the Super Specials, has some kind of a central tension that we're exploring. What's the central tension here? I thought it was going to be, because the way it starts out, I thought it was going to be the fact that um, Marianne and Logan are, are, are exploring TBI. Yeah. Which stands for Traumatic Brain Injury. Um, but in this book, it stands for... Together but independent. Right. Time. Right. That's how it starts, but that
2: fizzles out. I think that each of these super special books. Well, and yeah. remember the
0: counterpoint? Remember the main series counterpoint to this book? Uh,
2: is, it, is it. It is it was pretty recently that we read it.
0: Yeah. So in the, the main series counterpoint, I can't remember the specific book, but Christy goes to. Oh, no. Dawn comes to visit. Right. And everybody's like, guess what? Dawn, welcome to connecticut from california we right. booked you on a trip via california to hawaii right and then christy
2: and mal hang back
0: yeah right
2: and then christy goes on her own hawaii trip like yeah a week later
0: it was interesting to see the mirror version of that do you remember what book that was off the top of your head
2: i don't but it was a good book it was tense it had yeah. meaning it had it left me feeling fulfilled mm-hmm this book is is I agree with you different. But yeah. I think each of these super special books has the same kind of tension and that's that each of these girls is going through like a dark night of the soul. They're yeah. all confronting the thing they're
0: most afraid of. That's what Anna's mandated, right? Is that they must each confront their deepest fear. Like you
2: somewhere. mentioned TBI. Yeah. Marianne's greatest fear is being alone and being without Logan. Right. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. So that's it. It's the dark Knight of the soul.
2: That's this entire series is a dark Knight of the soul. Yeah,
0: and that's why they introduce a monster and a beast every episode.
2: It's a manifestation of that fear. Okay,
0: I like that. I'll accept it. Um this book, it's at first I thought it was just going to be like a tour guide to Hawaii. Like Jesse's that would have been that would have been nice. I've been and there I like wasn't
2: it. Wasn't that. Uh, have you?
0: Yeah. Okay. I've never been. I went there and my wife proposed to me there. Oh. And actually, while I was there, I received a number of text messages. Yeah. From you. Right. And a couple of our other friends. Yeah, saying, "Are you gonna do it? You're gonna do it, right? Right." And I kept getting those text messages, like while Sarah and I were sharing my phone because we were like taking pictures of each other in my phone. So I kept getting yeah. these. I think she definitely saw one that was like, "Are you going to do it?" <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> that was from you, and then DeBonkey. no proposal. Oh, okay. the first. You know what? How this works? Proposal is the first step. DeBonkey is okay. next. Right. Um, and then she um she did it. I didn't do she it. Did. She did it. I also seem to remember calling,
2: Facetiming with you on that trip. Really? No, no, no. I Facetimed you when you were on your honeymoon. Oh yeah. Do you remember? And you showed me some lizards, also in Hawaii. Yeah, oh, and I showed, showed you some, some lizards. lizards. Yeah. And I asked you like how to give a presentation
0: that you weren't around to give. I had to give. <laughs> you <laughs> I made you
2: walk through a presentation Super on babies. your honeymoon.
0: <laughs> Tanner, I had forgotten about this. Tanner literally Facetimed me on my honeymoon to be like, hey, uh, it turns out I'm doing the orientation for new employees <laughs> that you normally do. <laughs> can I've you, never done can it. Can you give it to me over FaceTime <laughs> from Maui? <laughs> and you did. And you showed me some lizards. What a good friend. Um, crocobanga. Um, never been. Never been to Hawaii. Yeah. Never will go. Yeah, not after learning about how many helicopter crashes they have out there. A ones ones of them but that's ones too many
2: yeah ones way too many
0: i didn't and also i don't think this comes up in the main canon at all i don't think at any point they do talk about this hawaii trip but at no point in the main canon are they like hey remember when stacy got in a fucking (laughs) helicopter crash (laughs) almost died
2: (laughs) no no i don't remember that (laughs) that's a pretty big thing to leave out and Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. There's a lot that happens in this book. I can't believe you don't have any notes. Baby Nation, Jack, before this, we started, was like, I don't have any notes. I'm glum plum still.
0: I didn't say glum plum, and I also said I don't have a lot of notes, by which I mean I have a ton of fucking notes, enough to cover probably two hours of content, but not as much as normal.
2: I'm still a glum plum. I don't have any notes. You're going to have to carry this one. (laughs) See when there was two footprints, sets of footprints in the sand, and now there's only one. That is where you carried me. Are you still carrying me on these, foot- yes. these footprints? Yeah. Yes.
0: Good. Thank God. I deserve it.
2: And I will be for the foreseeable future.
0: Yes. That is true.
2: All right. Let's Do you want to get started? Do we yeah. do our names?
0: Uh I'm Jack Shepard. Epithets. Oh, okay. Um,
2: <laughs> while we're here, while we're talking about names and epithets and, and, and Mhm. and her many her many faces.
0: Her many faces?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you have one? So Super Baby is every week in these super specials. Anne puts an epithet into the super special for us to find something that she wants us to call her. It's a little bit of a vanity project for Anne. <laughs> yep. She's sending us messages. She's been sending us messages through these books for three years now. And they're getting yep. stronger and stronger. And now she yep. wants to dictate how we speak about her. Right. We can't just t- call her Anne. We're not worthy to just call her Anne. She right. wants Get to Get on dictate. your knees and grovel, boys. Yeah. And it gets harder and harder every week. And in this book, I got, a, I got some. Okay. You want me to read you mine? Yeah. Here's the first. We took a hike into the crater. I nearly jumped out of my hiking boots when I saw a boar running across the path, and I pretended to jump into the bottomless pit. This hole where early Hawaiians used to throw their babies' umbilical cords. Hey, I don't understand it either. I think, Tanner, let me put this to you. I think Anne wants us to throw our babies' umbilical cords to her, which is where she gets her power to create all these babies in these books. Right. And as a way of recognizing that, she would like for us to refer to her as the bottomless pit. Right. What I like about that mm-hmm. is
2: I know a little bit about Anne, mm-hmm. and I know people are already throwing umbilical cords at her. Yeah. How else does she get the power, power to
0: dark create
2: all these babies? Right. Mm-hmm. What I don't like about it is it
0: sounds a little insulting. The bottomless pit. It sounds like yeah. she like drinks like too much. Kind
2: of like, yeah, like a glutton or like a lush.
0: Hmm. Right? You can
2: see that. Yeah. What if it's a bottomless pit of creativity? What if it's a bottomless pit of
0: umbilical cords? <laughs> that sounds... That's a. That I don't think she would like that either. All right. Well, that's my suggestion. What's your suggestion? Oh, I've got so many. Okay. How's this grab you? Mm-hmm.
2: This might also be... Oh, you know what? I'm actually reading it now, and I think it might be our beast, but let me read it anyway. Okay. Because um, it might actually fit really well for the epithet. Mm-hmm. Click... Jesse photographed the city in the distance. Click. Jesse photographed the beautiful homes along the road. Click. Jesse photographed me looking like the
0: ghost of the Hawaiian barf beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me push back on that. Okay. Um, one, it's literally called a beast. Mm. And I know, and that's why so I clarified at the beginning that I maybe think this that's our could beast, be the beast and not the epithet. I'm not sure if it's possible that Anne could be more clear about what she thinks that is. There's a monster and a beast in every one of these books. That's probably the beast. Two, as you mentioned, you're worried that the bottomless pit might be insulting under certain interpretations. Do you think the Hawaiian barf beast isn't? Hawaiian barf beast is insulting. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it could
2: be. Yeah. Out of context. Now you see that.
0: All right, well, let me throw one at you. We're doing rapid fire here. Okay. Yeah, what's our name? Yukio asked Dawn. Um, the anti-litter bugs, Pohai replied. Yes! Yukio pumped his fist into the air. Pohai was definitely the Christy Thomas of the group. I smiled at her and said, I guess you're the head bug. Head
2: bug. Now, can I offer a note? Yeah, please. A couple weeks ago... Mm -hmm. I suggested an epithet. A for bad man, bug one. General bug. Called general bug. Yeah, not as good. And you shot it down and said it's bad and insulting and maybe that I should go by general bug. Yeah. Um, head bug seems like a pretty big demotion from general bug.
0: Okay, well, let me ask you this, Tanner. General bug and head bug walk into a bar. Uh-huh. General bug and the head bug walk into a bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> The bartender says, a, the head bug. General bug and the head bug walk into okay. a bar. The uh-huh. bartender says, which one of you two is the head? Who, of what?
2: Of the bugs. Of, of all the bugs. Probably general, because it's a fucking ge- like That's a <laughs> high-ranking position. Also, head bug makes it sound <laughs> like it's just a bug that lives on your head. <laughs> okay. Like that,
0: lice. That I will accept is a <laughs> okay. problem. Okay. Can
2: I do one more swing at it? Yeah. And I think this I think you're going to like it cuz okay. it's your kind of thing. Okay. Stacy wears great clothes too. But her theory of fashion is more cool at the store, cool on the body. I loved that. Her style is young sophisticate.
0: Oh. And it's both those words are capitalized. Young sophisticate is good. What about also maybe cool at the store, cool on the body? <laughs> Can it be all can it be all of it? <laughs> I think those things are all. Anna very
2: Martin good. is cool at the store, cool on the body. She is the young sophisticated. Yeah. Now we're talking. All right. I think that that's That feels pretty good, right? That feels great. I have one more, but I kind of want to claim it as an epithet for myself, if okay. I can. Let's hear it. And it's not quite right for Anne, but I think it's very, very fitting for me. hmm If you could just refer to me this way from now on, that would be great. Maybe and you want me to stop
0: referring to you as General Bug. Yes. Okay. Yes. All yes, right. Yes. I would like that,
2: that one. Okay. This is from a Logan Chapter. Mm-hmm. Did Jesse tell you about my surfing lesson? Don't believe her. I was a real pound master. Oh, uh, the pound master. Yes. The pound master. Yeah. I have that in my debonkey section. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah. So, so it's perfect for me, right? Yeah. So pound De master De is apparently a surfing term that I right. hadn't heard before. Because you're pounding the waves, Poundmaster's right. great. I'll happily call you Poundmaster. Thank you. The real Poundmaster too is good. So Anna Martin, cool on the cool in the wait, wait, cool in the store. I bet that Twitter handle is untaken. Oh,
2: Poundmaster, it's absolutely no, t- no,
0: no. The real Poundmaster.
2: <laughs> I don't want to be the real Poundmaster. I just want to be Poundmaster.
0: Around Jack me and Tanner both furious, Google. This <laughs> Jack Googles. Uh, so, real Poundmaster is already taken by someone called Poundmaster Brown, who hasn't tweeted yet.
2: <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what sucks? What? Pa- Poundmaster is also taken by someone called Ilias Maya, and they've only tweeted 15 times. But the real Poundmaster is free. Okay, can you claim it really quick for me? No. The Poundmaster is also free. Okay. Baby Nation, I already yeah. have the perfect Twitter handle. It's just that Green Ring. Yeah. Um. So I don't need it, but if any of you wants to go claim the real Poundmaster or the Poundmaster on Twitter, yeah. feel free. But just know that like I could come and take it from you at any moment because I am the Poundmaster. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you got to talk to Poundmaster Brown. I love that this man took the time to sign up, give himself the name Poundmaster Brown and the handle Real Poundmaster, and then just never had anything to say.
2: Never followed through, right?
0: I guess he said everything he needed to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Message received. Message received.
0: Poundmaster Brown. All right, good. Let's describe this book. We have a segment that's called The 90, 90 Second Rundown. rundown. Um, it's about me. It's mostly about me. It's where I describe this novel in 90 yeah, seconds. Man. And yeah. it begins it. with Go for it. you You describing the
2: book in 90 seconds. It begins with you describing the book. Go. Why don't we call... I have a suggestion. Okay. Let's rename the segment. 90-second rundown is fine, but it doesn't adequately describe what it is. Okay.
0: Let's call it the... Um, what's the word we always use? fucking 10 minute rundown because it always takes you 10 fucking minutes to fucking hedge and hem and a before we actually do it what do we
2: actually say what's what's top off the top of your head why can't i remember the word right now
0: for uh, you're gonna have to give me some more clues
2: we always say oh uh, i'm gonna extemporaneous let's call it the extemporaneous literary beautifully worded gift from a very
0: talented and prolific podcaster Tanner Green Ring, the pound Poundmaster Rundown. This is too, too much stuff.
2: Okay. How about just like the
0: Poundmaster's rundown? The Poundmaster's report. <laughs> okay, alright. Alright. Babies and gentlemen, get ready for and we do the music again. Ooh, get ready ooh, for ooh.
2: Okay. The Pound Pass. No, I was gonna I, say the Pound Master moment, because I like the no, alliteration that, of ma- Master and Moment. No. Just let me do this. Okay. Babies and
0: gentlemen, get ready. For, and we do the music again. Get the ready, master minute. We do the music okay. again. Okay. Get ready for the 90 second rundown, rundown. featuring me, the pound master. But first, the pound master's report.
2: Okay. That's good. I like that, actually. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Great. Go. Right, I'm going to do it extemporaneously. I'm going to start now. Okay. Okay. <sighs> miles from the sleepy town of Stony Brook, Connecticut. Six young suburban women find themselves in hostile territory. Dawn Schaefer, a strong advocate for animal rights and environmentalism, is horrified to find herself surrounded by roasting, suckling pigs and polluted beaches. Mary Ann Spear whose only true comfort in this world is the familiarity of babysitting and the warm embrace of her true love, Logan Bruno, is forced to wander the island's TBI, together but independent. Claudia Kishi, plagued by the guilt of her ancestors, is unable to atone for perceived sins caused against the fine, upstanding citizens of this small island nation. So she retreats into terror. And disgrace, and Stacy McGill, whose entire world came crashing down around her, just like the Bell 407 Four Blade Single Engine Civil Utility Helicopter she was riding in when it hit a wind shear over the bluffs of Poo-Pukui. These six young suburban Connecticuters thought they were on a trip to the beautiful islands of Hawaii, but perhaps they've stumbled upon their own individual visions of hell. <laughs> babysitter's Club, super special, number 13. Aloha, Babysitters.
0: Aloha, Babysitters. Aloha, Babysitters. <laughs> <laughs> um, good, Krakabunga nailed it. That's great.
2: I left out Abby because her thing was boring, and I left out Jesse because her thing was boring.
0: Abby's thing was pretty interesting, and Abby's in this one, and the fact that Abby's in this one makes me oh, right. a little nervous, because it means we're we're winding down. <laughs> we only have two of these damn things left. I know. <laughs> I that was what? like,
2: Abby? Abby? <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> I like wrote in my notes. I was like, who? Oh? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. A lot's uh, happened since super
0: special number twelve. I liked Abby's plot. That, Abby's plot was like was very much like written for Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was like Pete's time. That was to the shine. pulp nymph. Yeah, the pulp nymph. Dancing uh,
2: across that page.
0: Yeah. Oh, actually I've got a quick uh Abby's tight 20. Ding, ding, Ooh. Bom, 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 bom. Uh, um how's the Seinfeld. Seinfeld Seinfeld. Yeah. Bom yeah good we'll do we'll have we'll have the producers put something in the back. I'm doing a pretty good job, yeah, that was very good. um, here's Abby's tw- tight twenty this week. I really liked it. She has a lot of tight twenties. she's really doing her fucking comedic arts throughout this whole um novel, but early on she goes, When breakfast was over, I ran upstairs to finish packing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe not finish. continue <laughs> <laughs> well. I guess start would be the best word. <laughs> Cut Arnold Schwarzenegger out of the movie poster for Terminator, replace him with a picture of me, cross out the title, call it Procrastinator. <laughs> it's a documentary of my life. That's good. Very good. Abby.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel it. like.
2: Pete was much better with Abby in Abby's early days. Remember how exhausted we were by Abby towards the end? No,
0: they gave, and look, no offense to Nola, who is one of my seven idols. Uh But they gave most of the Abby books to Nola. Right. Nola did most of the Abby books. She does an adequate job. She's good, but it's like. She's no pulp
2: nymph. But give Pete the Abby books. Right. Let him have fun with those. There was a real decline in Pete books towards the end of the main main canon. All right. So we're in the middle of... I don't have an Abbey's tight 20, so I'm going to recuse myself now. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, I like how you made it court-themed.
2: Yeah. I'm going to insist that we get back to the 90-second rundown featuring the Poundmaster Report. Introduced by the Poundmaster
0: Report. All right. Great. All right. Now, here's the the main event. Uh, I'm going to have you put 90 seconds on a timer that you'll, you'll Google. Oh, shit. Right.
2: Ninety. You think I'd be pre- prepared for that each week? But I, I wouldn't never actually.
0: Am. I wouldn't think that. I don't think that. I don't expect it anymore. Ninety second.
2: Keto bread. In five, <laughs> four, <laughs> three,
0: two, one. Okay, the babysitters are all going to Hawaii. It's a school trip. By all, I don't mean all, because Christy isn't going because she's going with her family later, and Mallory isn't going because the Pikes can't afford it. Uh, but everyone else goes. They have a really good time. Uh, Mallory, sorry, Marianne and Logan are trying to. Everyone's complaining that they spend too much time together, so they try to not hang out throughout the whole time. They spend time apart, and I guess that goes fine. Robert Brewdoggy Brewster is there, and he is flirting with a girl called Sue Archer. That causes tension with Stacy, who gets jealous, but all of that jealousy falls away when Stacy gets into a helicopter crash. She crashes in a helicopter, and they spend a whole fucking day in the jungles of Hawaii. Trying to get out, and everyone thinks that that Stacy might be dead, but she's not. Um, Mal and Christy stay back home, and they're at farm camp. They're running a farm camp, and the crazy thing that happens is that Christy made up t-shirts where that have the number of the Babysitters Club on the t-shirts. Mal is wearing it one day, and she does a bad job looking after a baby, and someone sees it no, and calls doesn't. and harasses them. She does a good job, but it's mistaken. Anyway, don't interrupt me. I get 10 more seconds on the 90-second rundown now because you you interrupted me. Uh, Abby is in a commercial on the island. Claudia gets obsessed with Pearl Harbor. She gets worried that Mimi did World War II, and Marianne saves a boy, and Don is doing beach cleanup. beep, 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 beep. Out of time, out of time. Shut up. I nailed it. I feel like I need to explain the Claudia thing. You missed the boy. I said the boy, the missing boy. Marianne saves a boy. I said, "Oh fuck, you got it
2: right at the end, huh?" Yeah, fuck. Uh, did you get the beach cleanup? God, you did. Yeah, I got Damn. it all.
0: Um, I, but I need what to did explain you say the Claudia about Claudia. Thing. I said that Claudia is gets obsessed with Pearl Harbor and starts to worry that Mimi did World War II. Yeah, she does a little bit. <laughs>
2: start to worry about whether or not, which she I, did I feel did like
0: requires some clarification.
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah. It kind of goes unresolved whether or not Mimi did World War II. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want
0: to like I I don't want to put on to Pete if Pete made this plot. Pete did this plot. But he doesn't he leaves it. So a big part of the plot of this is that Claudia for some reason I I don't like it's it's. I guess it's a sensitive topic and I don't know exactly whether pete handled it in the best possible way it just seemed, or if we are or frankly, if, or if we are i've never are. it's it's never occurred to me to think about this but so claudia is of japanese american heritage and yes. she goes and visits pearl harbor and like just fucking spirals she spirals yeah. she goes she goes they all do a tour of pearl harbor and claudia like her whole plot is just she's just like I can't believe this happened and I'm I can't like, believe my I did this. Ancestors are Japanese and this was bad. And where did Mimi stand on this? Is it her fault? Do I right. have to rethink whether I love Mimi anymore? Um and then her I was like, oh, I wonder how they're gonna resolve this, and they kind of don't. <laughs> well, they like actively
2: <laughs> don't. Cause like at yeah. the end of the book, Claudia's like Oh, I asked my dad, and he said
0: Mimi always refused to talk about what she was doing in World War II. Like, her dad was like, we knew people, a lot of Mimi's friends had emigrated to the U.S. and fought as American citizens in the war, and so it's fraught and difficult. But in Mimi's case, she would never talk about how she (laughs) felt. That's all we know. We tried to get it out of her.
2: She would never say. She would never say. So, yeah. Is Mimi responsible for World War Two? We don't know. Yeah.
0: Maybe we'll find out in the uh, uh, Friends Forever series or the mystery series. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's Claudia's plot. It's weird, frankly.
2: It was a weird one and she also like then she confronts like an American GI from World War 2.
0: Yeah, I thought that was like, nice. She's like, "Oh, it I'm was sorry a nice for moment. being
2: Japanese." And he's like, "Oh, no."
0: He's like, "Yeah, no." No, no, no. <laughs> no, that was a sweet moment. She for some reason, these girls can't just once you get a fucking a hit of babysitting. Yeah. Once you get a sweet taste of babysitting, you got like wherever you go. And this is something this is a warning to anyone. You could be on vacation in Hawaii, and someone's like, hey, want to babysit? <laughs> and you can't turn it down. Look at all these tender babies <laughs> I have. You want to sit them? And then Marianne, oh, their so,
2: parents are out for gelato. <laughs> whatever will I do? Who's going to look after them?
0: <laughs> um, and so both Marianne and Claudia like spend a full day of their vacation- babysitting for this family the reynolds family and the grandfather in the reynolds family is a world war ii vet and he's like oh, i'm back as you all know i'm a world war ii vet and claudia just goes i'm sorry I'm sorry
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like excuse me what
0: thanks <laughs> yeah, for looking both. after my grandkids like what
2: both Claudia and Marianne have weird racial tension with this like yeah. poor Hawaiian family.
0: Like, oh, yeah. Marianne
2: like others them. She's
0: like, oh, so exotic. I only agreed to babysit on my vacation because I thought they were gonna be like authentic Hawaiian and like right. have like a luau or something. <laughs> and they're just like a, you know, a regular American family. Just regular old like, family. Yeah. Like the kids can watch only half an hour of TV, and Marianne's like, oh. This is not what I was expecting. Good, good. That's enough. That's our social commentary section. Oh, I didn't know that was a section we did. I didn't know that was a segment. I thought it was very well done. Uh, but I think I got it all. Uh, you oh, got I didn't, most of it. I maligned. I unfairly maligned Mal. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about. Um, oh, you did. Let's talk about Mrs. Uh, uh, Winfleet. Margaret Wellfleet. Well, uh, uh, just to back up one step further, Yeah,
2: Christy makes these shirts yeah. that say the Babysitter's Club and has their phone number. Which is? Hands them out.
0: Oh, yeah, as Which I is? I suspect you all know Baby Nation. KL5 3231.
2: KL5. Oh, uh, you know what I just realized? What? I'm going to have to look at my phone to confirm this.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> K and L are five and or five. Five five. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. And it, it it there's like a there's like a term for it. It's called Klondike. Klondike five is a thing. But that's it. If you want to call the babysitters club super babies, it's kl 5 3231 Christy made these shirts, gave yeah. them out to everyone,
2: including the six girls who were going to Hawaii. Yeah, she so was week. like And g- they all packed them and wore them. They all wore them in Hawaii. Hawaii. That's not how advertising works. Let me explain the funnel to you. The Hawaiians are not at the top of your funnel; they're outside <laughs> of your funnel. This is a marketing term, a sales term. Right. I get the the strat. The tactic is good. Yeah, you're going top of the funnel. You're going awareness. Yeah, you're going curiosity play. You that's know, great. and that's good. But yeah. purple
0: cow, you've misidentified yeah. your
2: audience. The, the top of Hawaiians your funnel are not them.
0: And this comes up in the book too, because in the epilogue. One of the Reynolds kids calls the number and asks, "Like, hey, is like Claudia gonna be able to babysit again for us?" And <laughs> Claudia has to call him back and be like, "I live in fucking Connecticut. I just traveled 21 hours <laughs> to get back home." So no. So Mal wears a t-shirt that says "KL53231 Call the Babysitters Club." Oh, actually, this is a, I have a segment I want to introduce. It's going to be the best way to talk about this. Okay um okay ready it's a new segment oh it's a
2: new segment yeah give it a little fanfare then you're like okay ready here's a new segment to get build it build it up
0: okay do it let's do. make me horny for it i want to do a like like a i hope you're editing this one i wanted some like basketball sounds in the background okay you know like bouncing balls and like baby nation today jack and
2: i uh carried on uh i would say four minute conversation about basketball
0: Oh, yeah. It was good. It was real. Yeah. yeah. We listen to a basketball podcast now.
2: <laughs> we uh, both do.
0: Yeah. Um, it was good. It was very good. I was like, hey, what do you think about this Knicks trade? Yeah. And uh, Tanner was nice like, I started oh. talking
2: about AD and yeah, James Harden, how he been like rooting for the Rockets.
0: Very good. Very yeah. good. Very impressive couple of sports boys over here. All right. So what I want is some like, I think I want some bouncing basketballs and some like, you know, that screeching sounds that yep, your yep, yep, yep. shoes make on the floor yep. in the gym and and other noises. Ooh, I'm going to do, remember that commercial from the nineties that was like stomp. It was like music
2: with the basketballs and screeching.
0: Oh, wow, that's great. Okay. I'm
2: going to do that. Okay. Good. All
0: Did right. Do you remember that commercial? Uh, I'm yes. Send it to you. Okay. All right. But now I want to say my thing. Get out your boys' basketballs and put on your Duncan pants because it's time for Mr. Prezioso's Boys' Basketball Corner! Hello?
2: Oh, no, sorry, you should do it. It's your segment. <laughs> you be Mr. Prezioso. I didn't realize we were going to do a role play for this segment. What? you just said it's Mr. Prezioso's Basketball
0: <laughs> okay, Corner. Okay, fine. Oh. Hey, I'm Mr. Precioso. Uh, Do you want to be m- my wife? Um, no, you want to be Mr. Prezioso, and I'll be your wife. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm
2: Mr. Precioso. Uh, um, do you want to be my wife? That's a, a weird thing to say to me,
0: darling. We've been married for years. We have two children.
2: <laughs> Beautiful children, Jenny and Andrea. Yeah, we love them very much. Precioso.
0: Anyway... Mr. Prezioso, it's your as it is everyday. Yes. In my heart, it's your uh-huh. day today. And I want to ask you, what do you want to do tonight? What do you want to do if you could do anything? What do you want to do? Honey, like, my love.
2: I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> because after years of marriage, mm-hmm. if you if it's still unclear to you what I want to do tonight and mm-hmm. any given night, yeah. you clearly don't love me because all I want to do is watch boys basketball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well... That's unfortunate because what I have specifically planned for tonight is we're going to go to our nightmare parenting group. Oh, okay. Can you go and I'll go catch
2: a game at the SMS
0: gym? (laughs) No, I got to go to the parenting group tonight. Maybe get out there and give some pointers to those boys. We got to go to the parenting group. The other parents have told us that um, we're giving Jenny too much power.
2: Power forward or
1: <laughs>
0: no. Too much just too much power and we need to start setting limits. Okay. Jenny's in rebellion, you see. Yeah. She's been throwing tantrums.
2: Right. You know, I see this a lot on the court. <laughs> uh-huh. I think if we just bench her for a couple games. Mm-hmm. Make her aware that she's got some discipline problems. You know what, frankly, you know what always helps in these situations? Mm. Threaten a trade. Okay. Threaten a release, even. Be like, we don't have even have a trade for you. We're just going to release you. You're going to go free agent. You're going to go to Dallas. Whether or not someone picks you up, or worse. What about, you, you know what, Jenny? What? You could up, end up in Atlanta. Yeah. Or You or... want to be on the Hawks? I don't think so. Orlando. Oh. Horrifying. You ever been to Orlando? So many fucking mosquitoes. Yeah. So let's just say, you know what? Let's not even say. Let's just fucking do it. Let's teach her a lesson. Set an example. Okay. Jenny's
0: now a free agent. (laughs) If she throws a tantrum. You're you're relying on me to finish that sentence? No, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. If you're going to throw a tantrum, you ain't going to be throwing bounce passes. Hey,
2: Jenny, you got an option. You can either throw a tantrum or throw free throws. That's great. Yeah. Take your choice. Take your choice.
0: Okay, good. I'm done with this. And see. Good. This is good. I like that Mr. Prezioso's Best Boys Basketball Corner has a role play element and I will take that into Account next time we do it. Me too,
2: and I'm also very glad you and I have been watching basketball. and
0: can speak with
2: any so much authority, authority on it.
0: But this week, uh, the preziosos are going to this nightmare parenting group who have like given them all these new mandates about how to deal with their fucking spoiled ass daughter.
2: Right, which is how Mallory gets into trouble. And
0: this is how Mallory gets into trouble, because Mrs. Prezioso is like, hey, thanks for babysitting. I know it's the SMS Boys Basketball Championship tonight, but it, actually we're going to our parenting group again. And they've told us that when she throws a tantrum, you just have to let her fucking cry it out. Right. And Mal does that at a playground, and this fucking dingleberry. Be- yeah, okay, yeah, Dingleberry. Margaret Wellfleet, this fucking lady at the playground, comes up to Mal, and Mal's wearing her BSC shirt with the phone number. Here's what Margaret Wellfleet says. You're allowing this child to cry in the playground? How dare you? Right. I'm going to call the babysitter's club. She harasses Mal. Then she calls up Christy and harasses her. And it, I think, does irreparable damage to the— image of the babysitter's club right up until the end of the novel mal goes back to the same playground and sees margaret's own child throwing a tantrum some little shit some little like fucker called like sam wellfleet
2: he's being a real dingleberry himself just like his mom just like his mom and he starts throwing a tantrum and kicking sand, and Mal just, you know what Mal does? She looks Margaret Wellfleet
0: right in the eyes, just gives her a smug look, Yeah, and turns away cold-blooded. Bad woman, this is a bad woman who harasses an hell. 11-year-old girl. Right, she goes to hell. And then later goes to hell. Right. Um,
2: I thought it was great. I thought... Mal handled it expertly.
0: I'm telling you, man. I said this in our Baby Nation Facebook group. Join the Baby Nation Facebook group if you aren't already a member. It's the Rangers Magic. I am. Tanner, what's going on? Because it sounds like you're singing something while I'm trying to. Magic. What is it that you're doing? Because it sounds like you're singing while I'm trying to talk. It's the Rangers Magic. What are you saying? Something magic? magic? Orlando magic? It's Larangist magic. It's Larangist magic. Okay?
1: It's Larangist magic.
0: You're just gonna keep saying it. Now he's, he's bopping his head. Oh, he wants me to be quiet. He's shushed of magic. me. I think a- me a- Shut up. I
1: think something? Kind of magic. No book. One book, one soul, one prize, one go. One golden glance of sweet, sweet pea One orb of light that shows the way Only Ann and Pete can win this day It's the ranch's magic The words you read inside your mind until eternity the dolls will steal your sanity is this larynge's magic there can be only one this book That lasts a thousand words At least Will soon be done These pikes, their burns, impress me I'm hearing dubstep harmony
2: Magic. I don't know this song very well. But I've never heard it before. Thank you, baby B. Haley, for this week's Lorange's Moment theme song set to the tune of It's a Kind of Magic by Queen. Oh. Um, I did my best, but Freddie Mercury has a
0: range that I just can't match. Yeah, you scared my cat. He was trying to sleep. I think he woke him up.
2: Did you think it was good, my song?
0: Uh, I Because at some point, we're
2: probably going to cut, but you said, I don't know this song. Yeah. Which makes me feel like I didn't do a good job of
0: singing it. No, I don't know it anyway. You would recognize it. I liked watching you do it. Right. I, I enjoyed watching what you were doing. Jack, each
2: week in these books, <laughs> when we're blessed by the sweet, sweet feet of sweet, sweet Peter Larangis, Yeah. treading on our hearts and in our minds. Yeah.
0: We find a moment in this book that... Could only have been written by Have this been book. written. Right. And normally, Tanner, normally th- that moment is the signal to us that the ghostwriter of the novel must have been Pete Laranges, but this week that wasn't true, because the signal to us that the ghostwriter of this novel must be Pete Laranges came from Anne. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Who put her acknowledgement... The author would like to thank Pete Laranges... Peter Larangis, sorry. The author would like to thank Peter Larangis. We had to email Pete earlier, and I I wrote an email to him, and I wrote Pete, and then I looked at every time that he's ever written his name, and it is as Peter. Peter. (laughs) 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 Including in these books, including on his, like web page. First you wrote sweet Pete and then you're like, oh no, and yeah. deleted sweet. And you're like, Pete. <laughs> and
2: it's like, I was oh, like, wait. hey
0: Pete, I could smell your feet from here. <laughs> uh, so it's Peter. But Anne for the first and only time put the acknowledgement up front of this book. Do you think she's jealous? Do you think she doesn't like the laryngeus moment? Do you think she thinks it takes away well, from us? She invented she was like, it. She's like, oh here's your laryngeus moment. It's the fucking acknowledgement that I wrote. She invented the lorange's moment, so she can't be petty
2: about it now. But maybe she doesn't like us taking it over. Uh, You think this is
0: a shot across our bows? Yes. She wants us to be talking about Anne. Okay. She suddenly puts Pete up front where she's like, okay, here's the lorange's moment. The lorange's moment is the moment when you realize that only sweet Pete could have written this sweet, sweet book. And guess when you realize it? It's the first fucking page and it's something I wrote, Anne wrote, thanks to Pete, who Ghost wrote. Right. There's your lorange. She wants that to be the lorange's moment. Hey, assholes. Yeah. Don't even bother looking for one. Yeah.
2: Because I'm going to spoil the surprise for you right now. This book is written by Pete. Yeah. You
0: can't spell lorange's moment without Anne. Technically true.
2: Yeah. So you got us, Anne, but you know what? Yeah. I found one anyway. We soldiered on and we found two anyway. Yeah. I
0: suspect. Here's mine. Let me tell you mine. It's a Jenny Preziosa moment. <laughs> it's very good. Only Sweet Pea could have done it. Jenny is in fine form. She's insufferable. She's going through a really difficult phase. She's throwing tantrums. The Preziosos don't know how to deal with it. Mallory is trying to ignore her tantrums. And so Jenny throws one, and then Mal's just like, all right, I'm going to take Andrea outside, and like when you're done with your tantrum, you can come back out. Right. I was back outside, fastening Andrea in her stroller and tying a bonnet on her head. When Jenny emerged, she was wearing a tiara and a cape, and she held a magic wand in her right hand. I'm going to make the park into an enchanted world of deep discounts. (laughs) Um, excuse me? That means toys and games, Jenny explained. I saw it on TV. This fairy goes into an empty room and waves her wand and makes toys appear at the lowest possible price. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right, I said. Strong, good. Very Very strong. strong. Only Pete could have written
2: that. Uh, Mine is also a Mallory moment. It refers back to what you just said about the Wellfleet family. Mm -hmm. And it's after this Wellfleet, Margaret Wellfleet, chides Mallory and they have another interaction with her and her son at the park mal is there with Margot, and they're building sandcastles a little boy who looked around three years old was walking away from Margot with one of her plastic shovels hey Margot yelled i'm using that she ran over to him and held out her hand that's mine would you please give it to me mine the boy said stalking away I thought Margo might make a scene, but she didn't. She stewed for a minute, then turned back to her castle, keeping an eye on the boy. The boy dug for a few moments, then wandered away from the shovel. Margo was ready. She scampered over and took it back. I gave her a wink. Good move. More water, peasant, Margo demanded.
0: <laughs> Strong. Very good. Very good sweet peep moment. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, we're taking a break. Yeah, bye. (laughs) Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally thousands of levels that is Boredom's worst nightmare. And uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the... Jack's, Jack's, jumping jerks, Jack's jerks, Jack's jumping jerks, and Tanner's tiny, tiny ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time, um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My if,
2: phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and i i I feel like I've caught up with you in best yeah. fiends um,
0: okay that's great to hear i'm
2: really I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game i do love the game i just had a lot of phone troubles up until now
0: okay well i'm glad but you're back But now i'm him. i'm embracing it i'm
2: playing it i'm having so much fun with it i love it
0: Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy that's sh- friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great.
2: Whoa, that's a lot of <laughs> notifications.
0: <laughs> Tenor Jack. Do they or do they not call you the Poundmaster?
2: Um, I have been referred to as the Pound
0: Master. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad. On many occasions. Yep. Given that, I feel like you are the perfect person to join me on this escapade that we sometimes embark upon during these super special discussions, wherein we talk about Anne Martin's attempt to teach the readers okay. of the Super Special. Yep. How about to do right de right. yes, I don't know if do we need do we have music or anything it is oh I don't know, do we it's how to how to do debunky how to what do debunky oh,
2: oh I just had an idea mm-hmm. uh, post uh, people in post insert that sound. Of the turtle having an orgasm while humping the shoe in here, it goes like, (laughs) do that here. And maybe some music. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. Great. It's troubling that both of us can so easily summon the sound
0: of a turtle having an orgasm. (laughs) And then it didn't even, like, neither of us skipped a beat. No. Um, It's never far from my mind. In the first of these super specials, Super Babies, Anne uh, dedicated the novel to Da Bonky. Mm-hmm. And that was the way that she told us that these books were going to be about a number of things. But the main thing they're going to be about is a guide. The thrust. The main thrust of, of these, these novels books. is going to be a guide to doing Da And I think we've learned a lot. And I hope that you as our listeners have learned a lot. Whether
2: or not you're interested in Da We did have some baby bees say... Oh, by the way, like I'm not actually interested in debunki.
0: Right, but it's still. it's,
2: but it's useful to know to how to do it, just in case, and just in, just so you can understand like some of these interactions you're yeah. seeing between your fellow humans every day. Right, like why are these people doing that? Well, that's
0: yeah, yeah that's part Debanque. of the
2: sophisticated dance we call debunki. Yeah.
0: So, what do we know so far? The first thing you do is you put on a Daft Punk helmet that has the red laser lights that say, says, me like a me like monkey. right? or some other, some other way of signaling clear to Clear signal. Clear signal. Gauge their interest. If they say no, go away.
2: Respectfully bow.
0: Go away. If they say yes, we're in good shape, this is good, this is your crush that is interested... And you, I think you, the next thing you do is you tilt their head back, right? Yep. Tilt their head back. But your finger kiss their, under their chin. Yep. Yep. And kiss their solar plexus. Kiss them on the solar plexus, which is somewhere in between, or the chin. South of the neck. South of, of, the neck, the of the neck. North of the crotch. Belly button. Belly button. Kiss them somewhere there in that line. No, Don't in deviate. A line. And then it's kind of a confusing miasma. Oh, I think you have to go completely limp at some point. Make your whole body go limp.
2: Right, including any part of you that would otherwise be... Non-limp. ...erect. Okay, well, that's a way of saying it. And then, recap. Yeah. Review. Right. I like it a bonky.
0: Did you like it a bonky? Good night. Good night. I'll see myself out. Okay. You know this. You've listened to the show before. This week, and... Uh, saw fit to put uh, some really great tips that have added a lot to my knowledge here. It's during this section where, so we haven't talked about this that much because it's not a very interesting plot, but Dawn's entire plot line is that she goes to a beach in Hawaii and there's trash on it. Yep. And she decides that what she's going to spend her fucking vacation in, Dawn. What she's going to spend her vacation in Hawaii doing is cleaning up trash on the beach. Cleaning up garbage. Nobody likes it, Dawn, but that's what you're doing.
2: That's not true. Yu-Gi-Oh! and Yu-Gi-Oh!'s friend like it.
0: Yeah. So these two uh, kids that they meet who are swimming in the trash beach uh, do get excited about it. But a thing that happens um, related to Miss Bernhardt triggered for me an understanding that this is the moment where Anne is teaching us how to do debonkey. I would like to read the Mm -hmm. passage to you, Tanner, and we can kind of analyze it. And um, if you're taking notes back home, as I'm sure you are, you can please add this to your notes about how to effectively do debonkey. So this first part is how we know that this is about debonkey. They're cleaning up the beach. My goodness, Miss Bernhardt exclaimed, picking up a discarded bathing suit. This person... Must have had a chilly trip home. <laughs> so she finds a discarded bathing suit a couple of people have just experienced on this very beach. Dabonkey. Right. This is Debonky Beach. Okay. The kids cracked up at that. And then here's what we now learn. We found all kinds of interesting things on the sound and in the water after that. So this is Debonky Beach, and here's what these Girls find and this these are the clues that Anna's laid down for us about how to effectively do debunking. A chicken skeleton. Ooh. A few clumps of dog hair. Yep. A Grateful Dead cassette. Yep. A steering wheel. Right. A California Angels baseball cap. And a stethoscope. Yeah. Don't ask me. Says Dodd.
2: Don't need to. I know the explicit purpose of every single one of those things. Yeah. Obviously, you put on the Grateful Dead cassette. Mm hmm. You take the chicken skeleton. Well, chicken skeleton comes later. You take the uh, clubs the of hacker.
0: Oh, the baseball cap. Yeah.
2: You put that on the door handle so your roommates don't come in. Right. Dog hair goes on. <laughs> chicken skeleton. Mm hmm. Okay. Yep, that makes sense. And then you want to use a stethoscope Uh to like...
0: (laughs) Okay. Right? Yep. It's the only way to... I had never thought of a stethoscope being used that way. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Was there anything else? No, that's it. You throw throw on a Grateful Dead. You put a California Angels baseball cap on the door handle. And then you...
2: Right? And you dress your spouse or sexual partner as a... hmm And uh,
0: they use the stethoscope to... Right. But the stethoscope... Also a, also a... Also a... Right. Um, And then all that you both have left is a steering wheel, which you're both going to use to... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. And yep. that's debonkey. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good. I think that's we- how you make. That's
2: how you make Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's how you become a pound master.
2: There is a sub community, I'll say, <laughs> mm-hmm. who are who celebrate Debonkey in their own special way. Yep. Who were briefly addressed in this week's book. These are people we've seen before in these books. Mm -hmm. They like to incorporate a lot of... How do I want to say it? Arm play. Oh, okay. Into Mm Mm-hmm. Arm stuff? Arm stuff. Yep. Yep. We're familiar. And now we can add Robert Brewdoggy Brewster. Oh, yeah. Robert Brewdoggy Brewster
0: does some arm stuff. He does some arm some stuff. Some interesting this week. ARM stuff this week. Yeah.
2: Right. Right before the, the big crash.
0: Yeah. There's a helicopter so crash. We haven't dwelt on it. Stacy crashes in a helicopter. Yeah,
2: Stacy almost dies in a helicopter
0: crash. I don't think they dwelt on it that much.
2: Not really. Robert and Stacy are going on helicopter tours of a volcano together. Mm-hmm. They get separated right before they're put in helicopters. Stacy goes on one helicopter, Brewdoggy goes on another. Right before they are separated, uh-huh. the chopper was revving up as our guide came to greet us. He had to shout to be heard. Welcome! I'm Jim Fredericks, and I run this place. Only four passengers fit in each helicopter, so I reserve two of them for you. Follow me! He led us onto the field and started shouting directions.
1: Don't stand in the chopper. Use the barf bags
2: if necessary. Stuff like that. Stacy squeezed my hand. That felt
0: great. Great. That's good. There's an earlier scene where Stacy leans up against Robert's arms. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And he pulls them away. Do you want me to read that passage? Oh, no, Jack, I don't want you. Of course I want you to read it, Jack. Okay. This is all I have. You picked the bad arm stuff moment, and now you're making me search for the good arm stuff. My moment. arm stuff moment was good. Squeak, it's a hand stuff. Please please you're talking hand? about hand stuff. That's part of the arm,
2: idiot. No, it's not. It's the end of the arm. All right, so this is the real moment. This is foreplay,
0: I this think, is- what you're doing. Okay, let's not be blue about this, but you start with arm, and then you get to that. You move all the way down to the hand. But the arm stuff begins with the arms. Anybody knows that. Robert put his arm around me. I exhaled deeply. I didn't shake off his arm, but I also wasn't exactly cuddly. She's annoyed with him because he's flirting with Sue Archer.
2: Yeah, why don't you go do arm stuff with Sue Archer, Yeah,
0: Robert? Sue was a big talker. Robert was right. Maybe I should just lighten up, I thought. We were in the world's most romantic place. Why not just relax, snuggle with Robert, and enjoy it all? I started to lean back, and I was like, at this moment, I was like, okay, Ann. There it goes. You're leaning back into his arm. (laughs) You're going a little too far here, but Robert was already pulling his arm away. Yeah. He reached into the seat back pouch in front of him and took out a magazine. Right. My head snuggled back against a worn out nylon plush. It's
2: like delayed.
0: Yeah. gratification. That's a thing we do sometimes. Gratification.
2: Oh fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he didn't want to give her that arm right then, you know. He wanted to tease her with it. Like, yeah, look at these.
0: Look at these. Look huh? at the. Okay, Tanner's shaking his arms at me in a way that I find <laughs> genuinely upsetting. He like he's put his hands behind his head and he's like waving his Pushing elbows at elbows me. Pushing my elbows at you. Really unpleasant.
2: <laughs> look at these bad boys. <laughs> um, I have so many notes. Okay, um, Alan is a Cenobite. Okay. He, his pinhead... his The pins in his head set off the alarm at the <laughs> airport so he can't get on the plane. Okay. Just really wanted to hit that very quickly. Yep. That's canon now and his pinhead. Cenepite. hmm Stacy almost dies in the forest, and
0: all she can talk think about as she's dying is New York. Oh, let me tell you this, and I didn't know whether to put this in my Monster in the Beast section or my DeBonkey section. Uh, they're asking stacy about her night after the helicopter crash how it went well stacy replied as we all leaned in the one-eyed hermit was definitely pretty horrible but the yeah. great haleakala lava beast was the worst right uh, multiple beasts in this
2: book multiple i think beasts. the one-eyed hermit is definitely our monster yeah but doesn't I that think...
0: sound like something from debonkey-
2: uh, uh, yeah and I think that's fine. Like, that's a metaphor. It's like in... It follows how that was a metaphor for AIDS. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. The the, the one-eyed monster is a, a scary monster. I just... Because I and wanted... It's a metaphor for... Bing bong. One-eyed hermit. And then we've got these two beasts. The Haliakala. What was it? The Haleakala Lava Beast. The Haleakala Beast? Lava Beast or the Hawaiian Barf Beast. Right. So that's very quickly our... <gasps> so the monster this week is the one-eyed hermit and the beasts are these two beasts the halakala lava beast and the hawaiian barf beast and then very quickly Mm -hmm. ah, ah.
0: where are you this week Immersed, immersed in, in thirst. thirst. Yep.
2: And I was. Um, mm-hmm. This is the Abby subplot. She starred in
0: a commercial,
2: mm-hmm. which is very weird.
0: Oh, yeah. She's 13. We didn't talk about this. This is one of the more interesting <laughs> things that happens in this novel. There's a, a volleyball match on the beach. Abby is watching it. She realizes that it's being filmed. And then the c- director of what turns out to be a sunscreen commercial is like, oh, we have to stop filming because one of the actors is union. Pete is very (laughs) (laughs) anti-union. Yes, very clearly anti-union. Very anti-union. He thinks that anyone of Japanese ancestry started and is responsible for World War II, (laughs) and he hates unions. That's Canada. Right. And he's like, somebody is in a union, and they are not working today. And Abby is a scab. And Abby's like, I play volleyball. I could be in the commercial. And so she is in this sunscreen commercial, uh, right. w- which involves her like playing volleyball. And she gets sunburned because the sunscreen isn't very good. And that's her plot.
2: I stood up. Mrs. Gonzalez was under the umbrella with her nose in a magazine. Some of the other kids were throwing a Frisbee around. I spotted Stacy in the water. I was just about to join her when a volleyball landed at my feet. Sorry, a voice called out. I picked up the ball, threw it upward, and punched it. It sailed into the arms of a blonde, dimply guy with muscular pecs. Good shot, he said. Thanks, I replied. So I think this dude is probably a uh, honk. Yeah. But I have a question. Mm-hmm. Blonde, dimply guy. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think he looks like a golf ball? Yeah, dimply implies to me, because most of us have... Hey, Jack, how would you describe a golf ball? Dimply. Dimply, right? Yeah. And it's not, not to be confused with dimply. I would say that most of us have two to four dimples. I got four. I got dimples on the old cheeks, and I got dimples above the old cheeks, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're exaggerating
2: the amount of dimples you have, but... Yes, but dimply implies a lot more than four. Dimply implies it's like a golf that this ball. man is covered in dimples,
0: yeah. like a golf ball, yeah. right? And that immerses which I think you in first. Could thirst. be
2: very attractive. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you two know? dimples is good, and four dimples is better. Imagine the aerodynamics on that dude. Yeah. He's gonna cut through the wind. Mm-hmm. That sounds which great. is probably
2: why he's such a good volleyball player.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So that was also my immersion in thirst this week
2: Was this sexy golf ball man Yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> His name is Chad His name is Chad Hey, Ch- I'm Chad I'm Chad I'm an
2: actor here in Hawaii, you know
0: Are those your dimples?
2: <laughs> they look better on my bedroom floor <laughs> <laughs> Okay <clears throat>
0: Yeah Oh, Jesus Okay <clears throat> <clears throat> Hello Your Honor your Honor? Uh,
2: yes, bailiff. Uh, barrister. Attorney. Attorney. You're the judge. I'm an attorney. Sorry, I can't hear you over
0: that squawking. What is it? What is the noise? Can, can somebody tell me what the noise is? So, uh, sorry, sir. Um, now I'm the bailiff. Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um and the sound you hear is actually a ghost. A
0: ghost? Well, oh, that's terrifying. That haunts this courtroom. We run a tight ship here. How did we get a ghost? No. no human has died in this courtroom. No, that's
2: true. So ghosts only form. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this, but I learned this from the movie 13 Ghosts, mm-hmm. starring Matthew Lillard, which we've all seen. <laughs> ghosts only form mm. when someone has died. Very traumatically and violently But no human has died in this courtroom No room. human has died Violently and traumatically in this courtroom That's true So how did we get a ghost? This legend tells mm. Of a Sea beast
0: mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening
2: That once was a Prestigious lawyer in these hallowed halls Okay And he was called The Slavius Porpoise
0: Slapius Porpoise, yeah, I've heard of him. You've heard, heard of home. him.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And then Baby Nation, the super babies. Mm.
0: This mob, this unruly mob of beasts. Were their hearts filled with hatred? Yes. Because I'm, I'm remembering this. I think I read a New Yorker piece about it. Yes. My memory is that their hearts were filled with hatred for no reason, and right. except prejudice and their own hatred of themselves that they were kind yes. of projecting onto Yes This sea beast Yeah Yes hmm. And he was beautiful
2: And well loved And well respected Didn't he have children? Two small so children So many children Yeah Oh more so than many children two, Many ch- small children Two biological children Yeah but he was also like Oh uh, because
0: he was beloved In the community
2: And he was a foster parent To lots of Oh of, of course Yeah Underprivileged and, and homeless Baby porpoises mm-hmm. Who have also died and the blood's on Superbaby's hands. Because they had no one to look after them? Yep. So the ghosts, the the whales you hear are the ghosts of the Slavius Porpoise and all of his um, dead orphan children and two biological children. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing we can do about it.
0: Listen, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we will bring this serial killer to justice. I am i haven't forgotten about the case at hand. Right. But I needed to get to the bottom of what that noise was. So it's a ghost. Actually, Corbus. I do... Yeah.
2: Back to the case. Mm. I do want to motion to dismiss miss the case of the serial killer. Oh, so it's a motion to
0: dis- Dis. Hey,
1: hey, hey. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to get you high. What do you say? Nah, man, I do smoke weed. I smoke clowns like you on a B block court.
0: Miss. Miss. And that means you want to dismiss the case or something else? Dismiss the case. Okay. But also, um,
2: I have a burn from the book. Okay. It's my burn of the week.
0: Oh, it turns out that the serial killer was Baby Nation and the victims were all the. Victim was the porpoise. Porpoise babies. Right.
2: Including the slavius porpoise. But you're off the hook for now, baby nation.
0: Case dismissed. But you
2: had a burn Um, of the week? (laughs) Yes. Tell me. It's back to Margaret Wellfleet's son, Mm -hmm. Connor, and his tantrum, and that scene that we've come back to over and over again, a masterfully written scene. Mm -hmm. Here, Margot said, handing him a smaller shovel. Want to help? No, that's a baby shovel. I want the big one. The boy began stamping his feet kicking sand all over the place. Give it to me. Give it to me. My good BSC instincts were kicking in, but I didn't have a chance. His mom swooped over from the other side of the park. "Colin, this is not acceptable behavior," she scolded. "You're not acceptable." <laughs> Colin screamed. <laughs> "You're not acceptable. Acceptable?" <laughs> and what do you say to that? Well, I'll tell you what Colin's mom said. Margaret Wellfleet. Don't you dare talk to mommy like that.
0: Oh, uh, that's a good comeback, actually. Actually, that's a good comeback for most insults. Yeah, I'll try one on me. Right? A, do an insult on me, and I'll say it. Hey, Jack. Yeah? You're a fart. Don't you dare talk to mommy like that! No, yeah, uh, that put me in my place. Yeah. <laughs> also, that kind of, that hurt,
2: what you said. Wait, that you're a fart? That hurts. Did you have a burn? Yeah, a burn,
0: uh, it's burn on dawn. Dong, best, no dawn. Okay, best kind of burn. What's that thing? Abby asked. She was looking at a tree with gnarled bark. And oh, do you think that's where gnarls bark barkly comes from? Yeah,
2: from this book. I think is it, this IP freely? Yeah. <laughs> 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 IP
0: freely. Sorry, Gnarles Barkley, you're going to jail. Yeah, you're in prison right now. You'll be hearing from our fucking lawyers. Who was a porpoise, but not anymore. Oh, God, don't bring it up. It's too soon. She was looking at a tree with gnarled bark and drooping branches. One of the branches had drooped all the way to the ground, and there it had taken root. A banyan tree, Dawn explained. They don't have them in the northeast. Uh, Thank you, Miss Natural. Logan piped up out of nowhere. Will you be eating the leaves raw or steamed for dinner tonight? <laughs> good. Very good. Probably steamed. Let's leave. We leave now. Gamu? Gamu. Get me out of here. Oiny. Oiny only in New York. IBS. Baby Nation. Thank you so much for bearing with us. Thank you, especially. BSD. For bearing with me
2: that one means babysitter duo hey w-o-r excuse me that one means without robert these are some of the acronyms this week okay let's not oh yeah and what's the one independent ibs no (laughs) ibs means irritable bowel syndrome tbi together W O R. together but bsd independent oiny yeah
0: listen listen navi Excuse me? Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah. That is that is right. Hey, listen. Here's the thing. We have a new hey. show. No. Don't do listen. Ocarina Noises. <laughs> she does that in the, when I'm trying to play the game, too, and it's annoying. <laughs> we got a new show. Sort of. It's a brand new show, and it's only $5 a month. I don't know if
2: I would call it a show. As an experience. I would call it an elite, yeah. one-of-a-kind Experience for rich elite people only,
0: yeah, and also people of normal means because it's only five dollars a month.
2: Multisensory elite experience yeah. for rich people
0: only and people of normal means.
2: Okay, I feel like that kind of undermines our whole
0: aesthetic for elite, fancy people only, right, including those of normal means because it's only five dollars a month. At our Patreon, where you can support us. And the show is called, tentatively, Babysitters, Baby Elite, Elite Baby, Little Sister, Big Episodes. Right. And it's the best show we've ever done, and it's better than anything else we've ever done. And you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and subscribe. Check it out. Listen to the show. You still get to listen to this one, but you also get to listen to that one, and we hope that you will do that because we're putting a lot of time and effort into it. For
2: those of you who are not familiar with Patreon, as some of you may not be, it's a website where you give us $5 yes each month, and you get a specialized private RSS feed that you can add to whatever podcast listening app you use to listen to our new elite experience
0: only for rich people mm-hmm. and for people of a reason who can afford $5 a month and want to listen to more of us talking about the babysitters club. In this case, babysitters little sister series. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, I've heard you
2: talk about that before. Mm-hmm. Not like this.
0: Not like this. Not like this.
2: Not like this. Not from our helicopter pad as we're <laughs> touching down in our Tesla bladeless gyrocopter yeah into our mansions filled with gold dust i have one mansion that's just filled with gold dust and i go there and i breathe it in mm-hmm. to feel more powerful and, and then it's I take not my, good for you no it's not good for me so then i take the gyrocopter up to iceland mm-hmm. to get my lungs fixed i don't know if you know this iceland's the most expensive place to get surgery exactly and that's
0: why i go there yeah and you know the only way that tanner can afford that Is from your contributions on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Check it out. It's good. Uh, Also, rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Buy our merch at bit.ly slash BSCC merch. This week, we read a book called Aloha Babysitters. Next week, we're reading a book called B.S.C. in the U.S.A. Oh, they finally do it,
2: huh? They finally cross over into our world. Yeah. The U.S.A.
0: They cross over into our world. They're going to see the United States of America. They're going to learn about our culture. Hopefully, we'll learn something from them. This week, Superbabies, I have been the One-Eyed Hermit. And I'm the Poundmaster. <laughs> there you go. I was hoping you'd get there. <laughs> Please don't forget to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, demand your right to bear time, have fun. We went like 10 books without doing the normal outro, and then we just (laughs) fell back into it. I need to work up to the new one, and you always ruin it. Go ahead. You always ruin it. Call your senator and demand your right to bear time, have fun, and be careful, and I'm yours. Until I see the salad dressing. It
1: may six and I rule the first book of what became a call And now it's time.
0: Hey, I've hit record. I've hit record. Hey Check. Hey. Okay. Check. One. Check. One.
2: Uh, one second. Okay. Okay, go ahead.
0: One. Go for Tanner. Do you, are Sorry? you Googling how to count? One.
2: Nope, I was Googling my Larangius Moment song, so it's on deck.
0: That was a HeadGum Podcast.